Hello and welcome to episode five of Alcoholics Monogamous. I'm here with Tiz, it's your co-host Brock, and we are currently in beautiful Fullerton, California in the Pollock Library. Pollock. Yeah, we're, we're here. Um, needed to get mobile for this episode, um, but we're here having a good time, getting silly, and preparing our bodies to be completely disrespected tonight <laughs> at a raging toger. Toger. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tiz, how, how have you been this week, man? Uh, pretty good, man. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a roller coaster of a week uh, emotionally, but I'll, I'll get into that later. But uh, you know, just uh, happy to be alive. Honestly, uh, a lot of close calls, near misses this week on the road um, with Uber drivers and such. Uh, you actually uh, were there for one of those uh, near misses. Um, I actually just wanted to get into how much of a um, a liability Uber drivers have become. Um, I don't know if anyone else has noticed, but uh, these guys are just darting wherever they want uh, and slamming on the brakes wherever they damn well please, um, just for you know the sake of picking someone up, um, putting my life in danger, putting your life in danger. I mean, the guy almost hit you. You were on the passenger side. Yeah, I mean, um, we we had passengers in the car. I'm pretty, yeah. almost sure that uh, the guy in the back couldn't even find his seatbelt. So it was it was very yeah. scary because you literally had to Go on the swerve. Wrong side of the road. Yeah, drive yeah. on the wrong side of the road, dude. Yeah, it was pretty gnarly. So just to kind of set the uh, set the scene, um, we were uh, there's three of us, me, you, and Coach. And we were um, yet again on our way to David L. Baker. Yeah, uh, for a round of golf, of course. Um, we uh, we had made a right hand turn, and I guess this guy was the last person to make the left hand turn onto the same street. So he was expecting them there to be no one behind him, as he was the last person to make the light. And he's on the very right far lane, and he slows down. So I figure, okay, I'm going to go around him on his left side, which it's a two-lane street, and as I'm going around him, he decides he's going to make a U-turn from the right-hand lane and, <laughs> and just go directly into my passenger side door, and he came about an inch away from Brock's forehead. Yeah, right um, in front of us. Yeah, Brock was sitting passenger seat. He was sitting shotgun, and I uh, had to basically go to the other... I mean, I was pretty close to the other curb. Right. Yeah. I mean, no, I, you swerved pretty far to the other yeah. lane. Luckily, there was no one. Yeah, there was no like, one on the other side of the road. Um, I mean, if there was someone on the other side of the road, I would have just taken the hit. But uh, I saw I had some open road there, and I had to basically completely dodge this guy as he floored it into a uh, U-turn. So, and then uh, actually, I think it was a day or two later. Um, so within forty-eight hours, I have another one that actually just slams on the brakes as hard as he possibly can. And I have about two or three car lengths in between me and him. He's going 40 one minute and then, or one second. And then within two or three seconds, he's completely stopped. Ugh. And I had to like lock up the tires and flat spot my tires. Like I had to like, like made a super loud noise because I'm in a big truck. And uh, I wanted to go around. I would have made an evasive maneuver again, but there was just too much traffic on the road and I would have hit someone. So. Anyway, it Uber, seems like you're pretty floored with this whole Uber situation, dude. Dude, it's yeah. Um, to say it's uh, pissed me off is an understatement. And yeah, I think it's I think it's time for everyone, uh, Uber drivers alike, to uh, be a little more careful on the road and uh, 
you know, really understand that you're driving a, uh, what, something, a vehicle that weighs enough to kill a lot of people. You're in a weapon, so... Um, don't kill me, okay? <laughs> don't run into me or Brock, because if you if he would have ran into you, I would have been really pissed, dude. Oh well, thanks, man. Like yeah. that that actually means a lot that you care so much about my uh, well-being, <laughs> your life. Yeah. 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 Um, something else that pisses me off about Uber drivers yeah. is the fucking pointless conversations that oh. they always <laughs> try to have with you, dude. Like, yeah. oh, where are you heading today? Like, dude, what the fuck do you think? <laughs> Check check the map. Yeah. I, I literally to the, told you exactly where I'm going today. Yeah, to the destination you know? that I just set, dude. Yeah, and and then like if you're in the car with someone who always wants to like try to get the five star, like maybe throw them in a tip, like that's oh. so annoying too because then they're like, so oh, how, how'd you get into Uber driving? And it's the same conversation every single time. Mm-hmm. Okay, they hated their job because it was a deadbeat job. Yep. Okay. I wanted to be my own boss. And like instead of creating their own company, which is what an entrepreneur should do, they became they, a taxi driver. They became a taxi driver. Yeah. And they have this false sense of entitleship that entitleship. Yeah. <laughs> they have this false sense of entitleship and they just think, oh, like now that I'm driving my own car on my own time for twelve bucks an hour, basically, like they're their own boss and the king of their life like it's so annoying dude i hate the conversations with these guys yeah i agree it's uh i think it's i think it's time that it becomes a societal norm uh to just completely ignore each other uh during the the trip Um, yeah so i usually try to call someone on my ride, really? I, oh, that's a, like that's in the smart. middle of yeah. them, like Face starting, time. Yeah, yeah, FaceTime or like or be just, already on the phone. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good way. Because then it just sets the tone of like I have more important things to do and more important people to talk about. Yeah. Than our conversation about what year you came into the United States. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just leave, like leave that on the table. Mm-hmm. Just drive me to my destination and let me live my life in solitude. That's it. Okay. That's it, dude. That's all I want. It's pretty awesome. Um, well, anyways, did you hear um, that Justin Bieber proposed to Haley Baldwin back in July? Uh-huh. I did yeah. hear about that. You did? Yeah. Um, well, sources recently told CNN that they got their marriage license really? and that they want to have their wedding in the woods. In the woods? Yeah, dude, in the woods. Wow, Like dude. out in nature. In nature? Nature. Nature, dude. Yeah, oh, it's pretty wow. neat. Yeah, that, that is neat. Wow. Um, I don't even really know what to think of that, to be honest. Uh, would the, do you think they would invite a bunch of other celebrities? I mean, they're pretty high profile. I mean, yeah. how many celebrities are going to be down to have basically go camping for, uh, for a wedding, you know? If I was Justin Bieber, I would just invite all of my fangirls, like the annoying ones that oh, like scream dude. and like stalk him. Just yeah. invite all of them. Yeah. And then leave them in the woods. Whoa, dude. Yeah, just take them out of the world, basically, and, like, <laughs> let them live on their own. And I'm sure that, like, the hysteria behind Justin Bieber is going to force them to start, like, eating themselves or, like, each other. Dude. Just for survival. Because, like, they're crazy like that, dude. Like, oh, yeah. these believers, mm-hmm. they just they need to get wiped out somehow. And so just take them into the woods, let them have a little ceremony yeah. of Justin Bieber's marriage and like their hearts are broken already. Yeah. Then mass wait. hysteria, yeah. leave the woods, 
let let at it. Let reincarnation take its course. Exactly. Wow, dude, that's actually a good idea. Um, Justin, don't get any ideas from my man over here, but uh, he's uh, spitting truth. So, wow, that's 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 pretty awesome. Uh, some some other uh, some, some other current stuff that's going on. Uh, our, our brother in podcast, uh, Joe Rogan, uh, we live by the slogan, be more like Joe Rogan. Amazing uh, podcast, by the way. Go take a listen. Yeah. Uh, well, he had Elon Musk on. Yeah. He, he, yeah. And it was crazy because uh, they, you know, Joe's someone who's, uh, you know, does, smokes a lot of weed, does a lot of drugs. He's um, just open with it. And, you know, he's productive so it doesn't get in the way. And, you know, I can't really say the same about myself. I, you know, never been a big uh, weed guy. But um, him and Elon Musk actually did heroin live on the on the podcast, which was kind of, you know, kind of a, I don't, don't want to say bad taste, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just, what do, you, what do you think about that? That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's quite a drug to do, like, publicly. Like, especially as such a high profile as those two. Like, yeah. he's the announcer for UFC. Yeah. Elon Musk owns Tesla and SpaceX yeah. and basically the world. Yeah. Um, Humanity, like, is in his hands. It yeah. really is. And, like, it's too bad they did heroin. I mean, if it was weed, like, yeah. I understand because, like, it's legal now and it's not that yeah. big of a deal. I'm sure people Weed is not out. that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, but now I understand why so many people were like criticizing Elon Musk and why the stocks went down so much because they it's did heroin. such a gnarly drug. Yeah. I mean, you would th- I mean, I'm sure everyone would have been okay with weed, right? Yeah, no, I don't think that anything bad would have happened if they just like publicly smoked weed because that's really not a big deal. Yeah, cuz it's like, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's legal everywhere and now they're working to get heroin uh, legal as well, but um yeah, crazy stuff though. I mean, really uh really says a lot about where we are and as a society, uh, people taking things to the next level and uh, pretty much uh, demonizing Elon Musk for uh, choosing a drug or, you know, doing something that he's, you know, absolutely perfectly capable of doing as a full-grown man. Um, he makes his own decisions for himself. So, Elon, all I got to say is uh, I support you and whatever you want to do, humanity's in your hands, man. And if uh, heroin's what uh, is pushing it, uh, gonna keep you sharp, then so be it, dude. Yeah, I'm all for full body and full mind euphoria. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Yeah, that, I mean, that's just where I stand on that. Yeah. Um, something else I saw was that the Bachelor Nation star, Amanda Stat- Stanton, yeah, yeah. is that how you say it? Amanda Stanton, Stanton? Yeah. was arrested in Vegas due to an altercation between her and her boyfriend, Bobby Jacobs, at the Encore Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like she got a little silly off of tequila, which like Fair. we're all way too familiar with. Yeah. Um, and in a statement, it says that she playfully shoved her boyfriend, which led the bellhops at the Encore to call the police. Um, her lawyer was obviously trying to downplay the situation to a playful shove, but the police reports said that it was a battery domestic violence call. Whoa. And like, dude, she's small <laughs> and he's yeah. big, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like she had a weapon of some sort, Whoa. right? Battery? No, no, no. Oh, oh well, I'm stupid. Well, I think battery is when you actually like have like, well, I don't, I, actually, I think I don't, it's using a non-weapon as a weapon. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I think I need to Google this because I was very obviously ill-prepared for... Yeah, we're not really uh, too familiar with uh, 
domestic violence and battery for that sense. But uh, I would assume it's along the lines of like having some double A or triple A batteries and just throwing it at someone or something of that sort. I don't understand why they would call it battery, but um, that's a that's a trip though because I I was actually a big fan of her when she was on. Um, I can't remember whose season that was, but it's been years now. She was on Bachelor in Paradise, and I eventually got really sick of her because, as with anything, too much of it is uh, will piss you off, and it uh, she started to piss me off towards the end there. But uh, yeah, bat- uh, I I take full responsibility. I can accept when I'm in the wrong. Battery does not have to include a weapon. Um, oh, okay. It's just any so she's just, physical assault. So she just pushed. She just, obviously she was a little upset with uh, right. Her, her boyfriend and uh, tequila will do that to you. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Okay, well, that's a it's a trip. Well, we hope uh, everything's okay over there. Hopefully, he didn't like cheat on her or something crazy like that. Or right, you know. And there's more to this story. Hopefully, it's just uh, what it sounds like, just a playful push that uh, got out of hand. And uh, dude, if you if this big ass dude got pushed by that little of a girl and made a scene out of it, or like was enough to like fall down and have security called or the police called. Dude, you're kind of a bitch. <laughs> but dude, like, imagine if it was literally just like us in front of Encore, like asking someone to slap us. <laughs> like, dude, we we've been in so many situations where like we literally ask a girl to slap us, and they hit us pretty hard. Yeah. And like anyone can soft. anyone can take that as a battery assault. Yeah. You know, like I've been hit hard, oh, but I love sure. it. Yeah. I love it, and I ask for it. Yeah. So, like, maybe that was the playful, like, shove or playful, like, yeah. hit. Like, maybe he asked, like, hey, disrespect me, me a little bit, you yeah, know? Push me around. Yeah. Throw me around. Yeah. And That's and fair. obviously the Encore was not about it. They, yeah. They're not about the disrespect. Hey, Encore, get with the times. Yeah. A little consensual disrespect is not hurting anyone but you and your business. So. Yeah. And I'm sure they're listening right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Encore? Let a man get slapped a little. Uh, it seems like a, a smooth transition to our uh, sponsors for the day. Uh, Encore Beach Club. Uh, ah, just kidding. Um, Nair, uh, you got a little <laughs> extra hair down there? Uh, grab yourself some Nair. Uh, go ahead and pick up a two-pack for $69 at uh, your local Target today. Uh, Nair. And uh, our second sponsor of the day is going to be uh, none other than Woody's Wharf. Uh, go ahead and head on down to Newport Beach, California, and grab yourself a AMF and Corona, the Woody's Combo, baby. Uh, and tell, uh, tell them that Brock and Tiz sent you from Alcoholics Monogamous. And uh, I'm sure that'll bring a smile to whoever's bartending that night, or whoever, whoever the bartender is that night. It'll bring a smile to their face, no doubt. So uh, that's all for our uh, sponsors. Uh, I think we need to get into our Of the Weeks. Um, highs and lows, baby. Start off with the low, end on the high note. That's right, uh, Brock. Uh, what was your low <laughs> of the week, dude? All right, well, my low of the week stems from my newfound knowledge of the fall of the Roman Empire from my world history class at Fullerton. Um, I'd visited Rome a few years ago and was, like, literally there enjoying fine wines and pizza with my mom. Yeah. I'm filled with such melancholy knowing that Rome has been destroyed. I, I, I had no idea, and I learned this. Dope ruler Theodosius I died, and uh, that basically began the fall of the Roman Empire since his very incapable and probably most likely low testosterone sons 
took over the empire. Mm. I also learned that the Goths are the ones who invaded the capital of Rome and are the sole reason for Rome's demise. I just couldn't believe that goth music was so influential to people to take down an entire empire. Like, how does Fall Out Boy and My Chemical Romance and Green Day's music subliminally brainwash these goths to take from us things that we hold so dear? Mm. Like, things like Caesar's Dressing, Hot and Ready Pizza from Little Caesar's, Omnia Nightclub at Caesar's Palace, and the USC Football Coliseum, and, and fine wine bags, Okay. It really bummed me out to learn about this calamity. And to all the goss out there, I just have to say, I hope you're happy. Why don't you just destroy your own shitty music instead of destroying Rome? Dude, I couldn't have said it any better myself, honestly. Um, wow, that's a, a real shame to hear that goss were the center of, of such a fall. Yeah, goths just have always been pissing me off. Dude, Like, yeah. th- their look, the, the hair in the face, the black makeup the the against the society yeah, like mentality out. that they have like dude like chill okay what? and don't take away such great things yeah. like wine bags what just because you've okay? never been a part of an empire yeah god those assholes fuck them uh what is your low of the week um so my low of the week is actually going to be a little more uh, uh kind of dark actually but uh dark like goths <sighs> Not that dark, actually. Okay. So I, I take I take back what I said. Um, my low of the week is losing control of my emotions. Um, I threw a little temper tantrum at the gym. Uh, I just went to go play some basketball and uh, go lift, and uh, just was pissed off for absolutely no reason. And it's kind of like the first time in my life that I actually noticed I wasn't in control of my emotions. And I just want to say, like, that was a real low point for me. Um, My headphones died, and there was just a lot of people in the gym, so I was just kind of irritated to begin with. And since there were so many people in the gym, I couldn't really, like, find a place to, like, a bench to sit down to, or sit down on, or, like, actually get, like, a good workout in, because there were so many people there. So I actually went and, like, sat in the corner and, like, pouted for a bit. So my next move was to, like, go to the basketball gym, and I figured, like, you know, it's 4.30, 5 o'clock, like, there's a lot of people in the gym. I'm sure there's a lot of people playing basketball, which I actually would prefer, because then you can play 5-on-5. Five five. No, one person's in there. So I go and sit down, continue to pout for another 5 to 10 minutes, text you about it, and say, like, how bad of a day I'm having, because I needed to get it off my chest. Yeah, I really wanted to be with you at that point and hold you, because I knew you were pouting pretty hard. Yeah, dude, and, like, if you see my pouting face, dude, like, oh, it's, it's, you know, you don't want to mess with me. Dude, it brings me such melancholy, honestly. Dude, yeah, melancholy. I'm filled with melancholy. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so some poor guy, like, some poor dude, like, seemed like a nice guy, but at that moment, like, to me, he was just the absolute devil. He comes up and, like, challenges me to a game of one-on-one playing basketball. Mistake. For, for those of you that don't know, I've I, I played basketball for, I don't know, I'd say 15, 16 years now and played at a pretty high level. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty big guy. And this guy, uh, f- at most, was about 160 pounds. So I'm sitting at probably 80 pounds heavier and about a foot taller. And uh, I just went ahead and ruthlessly destroyed him um, to a game of... Uh, game the game was to 15 and I don't think I let him score a single point dude fuck yeah um, but and I, I, I got really aggressive with him during the game and I, it was just really concerning to me um, considering like the circumstances like I had absolutely no reason to be pissed off and I took it out on someone who completely didn't deserve it so 
Um, blame it on uh, high T levels or whatever you want. Um, unacceptable. And I just want to say that was my low once I realized uh, what what was going on with my emotions. So yeah, I mean, at least you were to, able to recognize this yeah. uh, fall of emotional intelligence or emotional restraint yeah, that lack you had. Yeah, lack thereof of emotional intelligence. Yeah, I, like as, as much of a low as it is, it's kind of good though that you were able to recognize it and assert it and assert it with dominance. That's good. You know, because yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen you in that pouting position mm-hmm. and it's it's quite a sight. Like yeah. it almost brings me to tears because I hate seeing you so sad mm-hmm. and like upset about anything. So seeing yeah. you in a corner, just fetal position, pouting, mm-hmm. you never want to see one of your dogs looking like that. You don't. No, that was my low of the week. I'm glad we got our lows out of the way first so we can end it on a high note, man. Yeah. Um, Brock, what was your uh, high of the week? My high of the week is going to be the climate being so tar- tolerable this week. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, we have we have not had days that were unbearingly hot this week. I wasn't sweating balls walking to class, <laughs> and I was able to enjoy a beach sesh with a cool ocean breeze, uh, just watching the waves crash at my toenails, you know. Mm. Um, it's been nice, like, not having appliances fail, you know, yeah. like heat waves kind of make your refrigerator or AC units kind of just break out of nowhere. Um, and everyone's mood just seemed to be significantly happier and more productive. Um, the beautiful pre-autumn days just really got me wanting to spend more time outside, get that f- vitamin D, yeah. and enjoy nature a little bit. Nature, dude. That's awesome. That's a really beautiful high. I mean, never a day goes by where, you know, I don't take... I don't want to take for granted uh, this California weather. And it's, exactly. It's beautiful here. I mean, people vacation to, to this where state. We live. Yeah, and we live in it, dude. Yeah. Like, we literally live at a vacation destination. And, like, you, you just got to sit down and really think about that sometimes. And it really puts things into perspective when you're having a bad day or, like, mm-hmm. when there's too many people at the gym. Just just sit back and, like, remember, hey, in fucking California, baby. It's not so bad. It's really not so bad. That's beautiful. Wow, man. Uh, what was your high of the week? Um, my high of the week uh, was actually um, coming to grips with my sexuality. Um, so this must have been tough. Um, yeah, it has been. Uh, it actually has been tough. It's been kind of a journey for me. Um, mo- as most of you know, uh, I've been a devout uh, metrosexual for my entire life. And um, basically, uh, a metrosexual is just someone who is straight and uh, has like the fashion sense of a gay person. So I kind of give you a little bit of the best of both worlds, but at the same time, it's kind of tough in today's society considering that not many people are heterosexual these days. So I kind of feel as though I'm the minority now. Um, So it's been tough like coming out and letting everyone know like, hey, uh, I actually do like women and it's taken me a while to accept that. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to let that hurt my fashion sense at all. Yeah, you're definitely walking a fine line there um, yeah. between the two sexualities on that mat- metrosexual line. Yeah. Um, I mean, your fashion sense has significantly improved. I mean, I, I kind of touched on this in the last podcast, yeah, did, if anyone remembers. Um, my dime piece being... Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of signs. And I think that was kind of, that was actually my, my epiphany moment was last podcast when you were like bringing that up. And I said, wow, like, you know, like 
that sounds like something like a gay guy would do, like a, right. a gay guy straight routine. But like, I'm tired of like being with men, you know. Oh, yeah. So, dude, what what fu- makes me like laugh uh-huh. is being out and people like thinking we're gay. Yeah. Like, I I don't think that this is. A rarity. It kind of happens often. I don't know if this is a sign or anything. I'm just kind of accepting that, like, I have a side that people don't, like, really see too often. And I think it's just, like, hilarious because, like, we just are unapologetically us. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so confident who I am. (laughs) I'm not so much. (laughs) I thought you've come to grips with it. Yeah, well, uh, I like to say close things to it. that, yeah, I'm close to it. But anyway, I, I've, I've come to grips with just the fact that, you know, I'm not going to be gay and I'm never going to make my parents happy. So it's just like one of those deals. I got to like mm-hmm. just come out, come clean and be like, yo, I'm back in that closet, guys. Like, I know I was trying and I was trying really hard, but um, I just like blonde women. What what a topic to bring up, man. What yeah. a, what a topic, you know. Yeah, I so. love that. Um, let's get into right. our goats. Yeah, let's go goats of the week. What's who is your or what is your goat of the week? Who or what? Actually, okay. Well, this is funny. Um, so my goat of the week is actually going to be college. Um, college is just so much better than high school and middle school and elementary school in every regard. Um, no more hall passes, none of that bullshit asking to go to the bathroom anymore. You can just get up out of class and just leave whenever you so please. Um, college has also given me the opportunity to kind of like express myself and be away from like my parents and kind of rebel in a sense. And, uh, it's taught me a lot more outside of the classroom than it has inside the classroom. Um, parabolas and stuff like that really aren't for me so I'm just kind of doing my thing and partying and where else like what other school or type of school lets you just go and like get slammed on the weekends like with your boys and then there isn't one there just isn't dude I mean high school it's all fun and games but you black out and you wake up with your parents standing over you and ketchup and food and crap all over yourself and you're like Mm -hmm. what happened you know and your parents kind of have to witness the fall in college you just fall, and you learn from it, yeah. and you get back up, and you do your damn thing, all right? So, college, shout out to you. Um, thanks for letting me figure out kind of who I am and uh, what I stand for. And uh, high school, it was fun until you kicked me out. So, um, college, what's up? <laughs> um, I'm excited to be in you. Wow. Um, I think Asher Roth really said it best, mm-hmm. you know? Just the I Love College song, dude. Like, I love that song. Oh, it feels good. I just want to plug this song real quick. Oh, Oh, what up? Oh, yeah. Oh, all I need. Damn. Here we go, here we go. Not of college. Oh man, great, great song, dude. And it really is the GOAT. Yeah. I've learned more lessons in, in college uh, 
at the bottom of a bottle of Hennessy to the to the anus. Uh, Whoa! Call it sorry, call it anus, but <laughs> see, I see. I mean, I'm kind of rapping too now, um, but uh, I've learned uh, a lot of valuable life lessons in college. So I just want to want to give college a shout out and give it, you know, its uh, recognition that it uh, damn well deserves. So uh, thanks. Shout out to you, college. So, dude, uh, what's your uh, what's your go to the week, man? My go to the week is going to be sunglasses. Oh, what's up, sunglasses? I just love my Polaroid sunglasses because they cut the glare when I'm driving or walking to class. And uh, this week, I was trying to do homework in the library with you and Coach on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and the glare from the windows on the neighboring building was absolutely blinding me and distracting me from my from expanding my knowledge. So I threw on my shades and was not only able to focus on my education, but I looked so fashionable and cool with my Ray-Ban Clubmasters indoors. So for that reason alone, glasses, sunglasses, you are my goat. Wow, dude. It's pretty awesome being able to like simultaneously block out the haters as well as get your good study sash on. Like, yeah. It's pretty gnarly. I mean, not many things are gonna enable you to do such a thing, you know? Um, wow. Yeah, I, I just like putting knowledge into my dome piece and having my dome piece look good. So the sunglasses really help with that. Yeah, dude, I've kind of been noticing like all that studying, like your frontal lobe is like growing, bro. Like I can like see it. Like, dude, is my frontal lobe showing? Yeah, it oh is. Oh my God, I'm so yeah, embarrassed. It's getting a little bigger. Um, so anyway, shout out to sunglasses and frontal lobes, dude. Exactly. So that's awesome. Um what do we got next, dude? Oh, well, a dime piece of the week. Oh, di- oh, dude, dime piece. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, um, dude, who's your uh, dime piece of the week? My dime piece of the week is going to be Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, <laughs> she is a bacon for good deeds, uh, incredible talk show host, and a blonde smoke show at the age of 60. Woo. She was so funny as the role of Dory in Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. Dude, I love those movies. Mm-hmm. Um and I absolutely love watching her show with my mom while sipping on wine and eating ham and cheese sandwiches in our robes. Nice. Uh, she's so witty. Love the show. Love the topics. And when she brings those kids on, dude, I lose it. Like, they are so funny. Yeah. And I know she swings the other way, prefers chicks and box and stuff. Um, but I just want to say I'm right there with you, Ellen. And what's up? Want to get coffee sometime? Damn, dude. That's You're weird. a dime. Ellen Degenerate, baby. You gotta love her, dude. That's awesome. So degenerate. That's a that's a good uh, that's a really good dime piece, dude. Like Thank I, you. I've had my fair share of like binge watching, you know, the Ellen Degenerate show. But uh wow, that's that was uh that was a good one, dude. Nice. So And who is your dime piece of the week? Um, so I don't know even if this dime piece actually exists, but, um, my dime piece is going to be my future wife or future ex-wife. Um, Due to me. Huh? Probably. Yeah. But you'll probably end up stealing her. I've kind of like come to the grips or come to grips with the fact that, uh, you will probably take her off my hands, um, pretty quickly into the marriage. I figure I really don't want to, uh, be with a woman that's not attracted to you as well, because that would frankly be stupid on her part. Oh, so, thanks, dude. Yeah, um, so it is kind of tough, like, you know, having to balance and manage, like, keeping a woman happy, but also, like, I'm not going to be comfortable with a woman that's not comfortable around you and doesn't think you're hot, you know? So it's like, uh, 
I'm kind of getting away as to why she's my dime piece, though. But um, first of all, she's going to have to put up with a lot of my shit. And, like, dude, like I was talking about earlier, I'm kind of a now just a roller coaster of emotion. And I figured, like, the day that I, like, actually um, have my wedding um, is going to be a slippery slope into uh, serious weight gain issues um, because I eat a lot and I'll probably give up. Um, is the second that I get married as far as like trying to keep my body in shape. So she's going to have to put up with me being fat. Um, having extremely large children too is going to be tough because um, just kind of the rate I'm going at, I'm figuring that uh, if it's not Carissa Cox, it's going to be a small blonde woman. And um, Shout out to you, Carissa. What's up, Carissa? I know you're like partying up in LA right now and we miss you. Um, anyway... Uh, she's going to be really small in stature and in weight, so um, having to birth uh, children that are probably going to be pretty large uh, is going to be tough for her, but um, I'm sure she's going to be able to put up with it. And then, like, blasting is, like, just a mediocre sex, like, for basically the rest of her life. I don't know if she's going to be able to put up with that, like I said, and, like, you kind of swooping in and, like, right. taking care of business and sealing the deal. Like, that's why they call you the closer, and, like, I'm just kind of, like, the guy that you, you know, I throw on the charisma at first, but, uh, you know, it just, it runs dry. It, it right. always does. So, um, other than that, you know, she, that's my dime piece of the week. Uh, it's my, my future wife. Um, I know you're out there somewhere. Uh, hopefully you're listening to this, and... Uh, I'm sure she is. Yeah, I would assume, since, like, pretty much everyone listens to this, um, but... Uh, that's my dime piece of the week, huh? So that was beautiful, man. Um, I can't wait to meet her. I can't wait to steal her from you. Yeah. Um, she sounds like a wonderful woman that you'll respect the shit out of. Yeah. Um, lucky gal, and um, you know, yeah, you're you gonna what, be a dime, dude. You know what? Like, uh, there was a stat that like really stood out to me. Um, it was something that said that by the age, I think it was by the age of 21. Like 90% of people have already met their future spouse. And here I am, 23 years old, um, without a goddamn clue. <laughs> um, so, you know, I mean, if you just look at me, I don't really look like someone who's going to be able to sustain a healthy relationship. Right. And I think women have really caught on to that. And I don't know why and I don't know how to change that. But um, uh, hopefully in time and from expertise and coaching from my mother, um, I will learn how to be a man that is uh, worth dating and being with for the rest of his life and or what rest of her life. Um, and hopefully she won't run to you immediately. Yeah, you um, need some coaching just on, well, personally I do, on just how to be a man in general. Yeah. Not even a man with certain goals and aspirations, just like a man. Yeah, and this is just like coming off like, you know, basically coming to grips with my sexuality too so like it is this is a fresh thing for me and there there is going to be a, a very steep learning curve so right um but other than that yeah uh should we just wrap this thing up a little early here we don't have a phone in call uh today i don't is there anything else you want to talk about um there i don't think so i think that that just about does it for yeah that me. does it yeah just like uh just like any relationship i've ever been in we're running out of we're running out of content here so uh um, yeah, I think we're just going to end this one a little prematurely. Yeah. Uh, kind of like my sex life. Yeah, it's awesome, dude. Um, so uh, shout out to all the ampers out there. We're uh, vast, uh, quickly approaching 1,000 listens. So um, 
pretty pretty solid following and we just want to say what's up ampers um yeah thank you ampers for everything thanks guys uh it's it's been pretty awesome and uh we're we're actually looking at uh coming out with some shirts pretty soon so uh be on the lookout for that make sure you follow us on our instagram page uh at alcoholics monogamous and uh, our twitter page which uh i don't think i've actually given the proper handle on any of the past uh episodes but it's actually going to be uh, at ALK, A-L-C, Mono, M-O-N-O, like the kissing disease, and podcast, okay? So at ALK Mono Podcast. And, and that's, where, uh, that's where we really want to start interacting because, um, as many of you know, Twitter is the go-to place for news and staying up to date. So um, Yeah, very reliable as well because it's so... Um, it's so up to speed yeah. and reactionary. Yeah, that's what we like. It's kind of reactionary news. We don't want to know the news. We just want to know what people think about the news, you know? And, yeah. And what the mob thinks. Because ultimately, ult- ultimately, it's it's what the mob thinks. It's not what, you know, the media thinks. It's not what, you know, educated people think. It's what you, on your Twitter, it's what you think. Fellow humans. Fellow humans. Because I don't want to hear... The opinion of someone who went to Harvard mm-hmm. that's just out of touch you know? right I want someone who's in touch and touching their phone and on their Twitter using those Twitter fingers so Yuck. what's up um, so what's up mob uh, follow our follow our Twitter follow our Instagram and uh, we didn't get any questions this week which is uh, upsetting so many of you listening out there but uh, no uh, good relationship questions or anything like yeah that. go so, ahead and give us a little scenario of what you're dealing with and a specific question that you'd like us to answer from that scenario yeah and we'd be happy to help you out in any way we can hit us with the quash you yeah know? quick quash sesh yeah for sure so uh we'll uh we'll see you on the next one guys uh thanks for listening bye bye all right, let's go uh, put down some uh, tequila. How long was that? 40 minutes? <laughs>